And we talked about last week about tapping in to all that God has, right? And if we ask, if I asked all of you, I think everybody would honestly, if they answered honestly, you want all that God has for you, don't you? You do. You can shake your head. (laughs) Keep the pastor happy. It's okay. All right. But you do. I mean, really, nobody just wants to just exist, do you? No, absolutely not. I mean, what kind of life is that? As a matter of fact, you want to feel like at the end of your life that your life accounted for something. And you may, you know, you may have a little bit of a self-confidence issue or low self-esteem, and maybe you don't feel like you can accomplish that, but really and truthfully, if you, if you told the truth, you, that's what you want. And, and, and listen, ultimately, we're all going to stand before Christ one day at the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to have to give an account for our life. All right? And the biggest thing that people are going to have to say to Jesus, I mean, to God, is, is, is this going to be, he's going to say, give an account, and you're going to have to tell him what you did, and then he's going to be like, well, why didn't you do this? And he's going to be like, you'll be like, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. And that leads me to today's message, because that's bad. That's bad. You need to be hearing from God. Amen. And you will be surprised how many people don't truly believe that they can hear from God. I had a lady tell me last week, she said, no, it's the pastor's job to hear from God for me. No, it's not. You should be hearing from your God daily. Every time you pray, you expect your prayers answered. And you need to have a relationship with him to the point to where you can hear his leading. Amen. So I titled this, Follow His Voice. Follow His Voice. And now, before we go too far, I'm talking about, I said, I put voice there, but I'm not talking about an audible voice, all right? And let me just say this as far as audible voices go. I told you last week we were going to start talking about the Spirit-led life, and that's what we're, what we're getting into. Don't go chasing around audible voices, all right? Because, listen, there's a lot of demonic situations, and Satan himself can use voices to confuse a lot of people. I mean, how many serial killers out there have been, why did you do it? I heard voices and they told me to do it. All right? Listen, that's not one of the primary ways that God communicates with his people. He may do it. I've heard his audible voice one time, and it was because it was something he really was pushing for me to do, and I just kept avoiding it, kept avoiding it, kept avoiding it, and he snatched me up and said, I want you to do it. And that's it. That's been one time in my entire life. All right? But listen, we all want everything that God has for us, right? So, in order to do that, you've got to understand some things. And first and foremost is you've got to understand that the Bible, all right, you've got to truly believe that this is an account, all right, this is written for you. You have to have that revelation. So, you, so does that mean, Pastor, that the miracles and everything that was performed in there can be performed in my life? Absolutely. You have to understand this is your instruction manual for your life. So you have, to, you have to see that. And you've got to understand, it's not just a storybook that we read to our kids before they go to bed, but it's a book of stories that you can literally stand on and put your faith on and believe that God will do what he says in his word in whatever situation you need him to show up in in your life. So you have to have that revelation, all right? But another thing you need to know if you want to tap into all that God has and to hear his voice you got to understand, he wants you successful. Do you, how many of you believe God wants you successful? Come on, let me, I, I, come on. 
Really, God didn't create us to fail. God loves you. He wants you to succeed in everything that you do. And, I mean, where he guides you, he will provide for you. The difference is, is most people are not hearing him. They're not hearing his leading. They're not hearing him. And they, and, and listen, this has gone on so long that people have gotten to the point to where they just don't feel like they can hear him. But I'm here to tell you, you can. You can hear his leading. You can hear his voice. And the voice is that inward witness on the inside. That's your conscience. Think about it. You know when you're about to do something that's wrong. You know. You don't have to, you know, you, just, you can just sense it. You can just feel it. All right? And that's the Holy Spirit on the inside that's there with you that you received at salvation telling you, oh, stop, don't do that. And you need to learn to listen to that voice. Listen to that leading. Amen? Now, you've got to realize that God puts systems in place for us to succeed. You, you just got to tap into his systems. And his system he put in place for you to succeed is the fact that you can communicate with God. Everybody say, I can communicate with God. You can. Listen, you see somebody talking and they're just talking and you're like, what are they doing? They're talking to God. Don't make fun of them. I talk to God all the time. Here are success. It can. And when I was putting this together, God told me, now this is straight from God. I, I was praying and, and meditating and, and God told me, he said, there are people who are losing in this life because they can't hear me. That comes straight from him. And I was like, wow, really? I was like, why? And he told me, he said, they don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know me and know how to live by faith based on my word. See, faith comes by hearing, by hearing God's word or hearing God's voice. See, just like Moses when he was standing at the Red Sea, all right, he didn't know what to do. He went to God and God spoke to him. When God spoke to Moses and told him to stick the rod out, Moses could put faith, faith came because of what God said. He put his faith in what God told him to do, and he did it. And not only did it split the Red Sea and save Moses' life, but it saved millions of people after that. Amen? And he'll do the same for you. He'll do the same for you. I mean, you know, God wants you to win, right? He does. He wants you to win. Now, and let me just say this about winning. Uh, and this is not a jab at Stephen or anything. <laughs> Those of you that know Stephen, he's very competitive. And winning, he loves to win. But listen, in life, winning is not about being the top dog. All right, yeah, I may be on the basketball court, that's fine. And he is pretty much the top dog. Sorry, Doc, but where'd he go? Oh, he's up there. <laughs> I was, I, what I saw, man, I just, <laughs> I went to watch him play last week. But, <laughs> but seriously, we don't need to create an attitude to where we, it's all about just winning, all right? In other words, think about, you should develop your faith to be victorious. In other words, you believe God, based on his word, for him to provide. You believe God for your healing. And you should be praying and, and, and standing in faith for your life to be successful. But it shouldn't stop there. So you have to get at some point to where your faith not only serves you, but then your faith begins to serve others. Just like what happened with Moses. His faith served him, but it also served others. Amen. Now, 
Look with me at Daniel 11.32. Everybody say, I'm a winner. That's right, you are a winner. Now, 11.32, it says, I'm going to look at the, 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 back, uh, the second half of this verse. It says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Now, an exploit is a bold and daring feat. All right, so safe to say that if you know God, you're going to do great things and you'll be strong. And I love the Amplified Bible says this, but the people who are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength and take action. Spiritually mature. That's the key, spiritually mature. People who hear from God are at a higher maturity level spiritually. So what does that mean? We need to develop our spirit lives. You do need to, you need to develop that relationship with your heavenly father. Amen. Now, so let me ask you this. How are you spiritually mature enough to hear from God? Hmm, that's a good question. It's a good question. I remember when I finally got it in my, in my walk with God. You know, I was about 32 years old when it finally clicked, and it changed my life, and it'll do the same for you. It will. And listen, being able to hear his voice is so vital, because being able to hear his voice can be the answer to prayers. See, so many people say God's not answering prayers. He's answering prayers, but are we listening? Are we in a situation, are we, are we positioned ourselves to where we can hear? Amen, that's a good question. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not just lack of knowledge of word, but lack of knowledge of God, the relationship with God. The NLT says, My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Do you know God? Do you really know God personally? It's very important to know him personally. Now, there's three ways that God speaks to his people. Three ways. He speaks through the written word, which is your Bible. And he'll lead you to read it. And, just, and, and there is a technique to studying it. And Miss Julie did an awesome job teaching on that on Wednesday night. But he'll speak to you through his word. He's, it's amazing how many times I can read the same scriptures. I may have read them a thousand times. And I can read them again and I'll get something new. New revelation. New revelation. Because that word's alive. All right? But he'll speak also through the preached word. That's me going to you. That's God, me, me being the obedient vessel and allowing God to use me and speak through me to you. And then a lot, you will get revelation that way and something in your life. But the one I want to talk about today, which is the most, most unused way, is when God speaks to you from his spirit to your spirit. All right? And you've got to remember, the Holy Spirit was given to us at salvation. And why was that Holy Spirit given to us? Well, the Word says He's an advocate, He's a helpmate, He's a comforter. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit was given as a tool for communication. Communication. Because listen, God is a spirit, you are a spirit, and that's how God is going to communicate with you. Spirit to spirit. Amen? And you've got to be able, you've got to be spiritually mature to the point to where that when God moves and God is revealing something that he needs for you to do, that you pick up on it. You pick up on it quickly sometimes because sometimes you need answers to prayer fast. Like right now, that tornado is going that way. But, <laughs> but not only that, you pick it up, you hear it, and you believe it, and then you take a step of faith to go after it and to accomplish it. Amen? Listen. Not being able to hear his voice can cost you so much. And there's so many of us that live our lives 
walking around in just constant struggles and constant battles. You know, as a married couple, you need to be getting together and praying. And, and it's so cool. To, when you're married, you should be praying together, communicating together, talking to God together, all right? And then allowing God to speak to you as a married couple. Me and Michelle have been doing this a long time. And he always will speak to me, confirm it with her. Speak to her, confirm it with me. It's so cool. And he'll do the same in your relationship. And see, when you do this, and then you bond together, because it'll make your marriage stronger. It will. I'm telling you folks, it'll make it stronger. And then you choose to not make crazy decisions just off of what feels good or what you think in your own mind is the best thing to do. And then you begin to have that relationship with your wife and use your relationship with God. And then you're communicating and then he's telling you what to do. It will change your life. Because, listen, when God tells you to do something, faith will come because you heard his word and you can put your faith into whatever it is that he's telling you to do because he will not tell you to do something that you cannot do. Where he guides you, he will provide you. Now, that don't mean it'll be perfectly smooth sailing, but if he's sending you in a direction, then he will make a way. He'll make a way. He just needs a willing and obedient vessel. Amen. Very important. It's... (laughs) Not hearing God's voice can cost you so much. It can cost you your life, folks. I mean, how many times do you need an answer to prayer quick? What about Moses? I mean, think about it. Had he not, got, had he not been in that position with his relationship with God, and what's really cool is they were in the Old Testament, weren't even born again, but if he wasn't, had not been in that position to hear from him, and he tried to make a decision in his own strength, in his own mind, what would we have done? They probably would have ran. They would have tried to swim it. They probably would have drowned. There's no telling. It would not have turned out like it turned out. Amen. But it was all started because of Moses' relationship and the fact that he could hear from God. And he's, it's no different. Moses is just a man. You're just a man. You're just a lady. A woman. And God will use you just... You're saying, God will use me like he used Moses? Absolutely. Expect God to use you. See the value in yourself. He just simply wants willing, obedient vessels. Amen. Now, remember this. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We've talked about this before. So God created us in his own image. God is a spirit. So we're essentially, he created created us for fellowship and to commune with him. So we we are a spirit. Now, we have a soul. That's our mental realm here. That's where you're reasoning, all your, you know, your thinking, your mind. That's your soul. And then, of course, the body is your earthly vessel that we live in. All right? In which, when you die, your earthly vessel goes back to the ground, and your spirit is what goes to heaven. But the biggest thing that, mistake that people make is they stay in the realm of the soul. They won't hear from God unless they can figure it completely out in their mind. And that's not faith. Listen, you are not going to have a physical relationship with a spirit. And God is a spirit. So if you are going to know God, you're going to have to know him from your spirit to his spirit. And that's how he's going to communicate with you. Amen. And the more time you spend together in this, the, the more aware it comes to you. And it, 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 I'm telling you, it will change your life. 
Change your life. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen? So, if you're going to know God and you're going to know His voice, you're going to have to know Him from spirit to spirit. And that, of course, that's through the communication with the help of the Holy Spirit that you've received at salvation. Amen? 8.14, Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So there's many, many accounts about how God leads us by the Spirit. And it's very important that you get this. Very important. There is so many. I was talking with a gentleman last Tuesday, and he was sharing with me, and he said, oh, I asked him, I said, you know, do you know Christ? And he said, oh, I got saved about six years ago. And I said, oh, okay. And I, and I said, well, just tell me, tell me a little bit about your, your walk with God. And he said, what's that? I said, well, how do you make decisions in your life? And he said, I just do what I want to do. And then he can't understand why his life's falling apart. See, our minds cannot, I know you think you're smart. I think I'm smart. We're not as smart as we think we are. We need God's help, God to lead us through life, through situations, because he knows things that we don't know. He knows things that we don't know. So, I mean, that relationship with your Heavenly Father is very important. It's very important. I've been talking about that since day one, since we started the church. And, you, and that relationship is, is, listen, you spend time with him. You talk, look, I talk to him. You know, I don't, I'm at the point where I don't care if people think I'm crazy when I'm going down the road. It's not because my life depends on it. Your life depends on it. I don't care if somebody looks at me like I'm funny because I'm enjoying time communing with my Heavenly Father. And you need to have that same attitude. Amen. I mean, think about Peter. Think about Peter when, when Jesus asked him. Jesus said, you know, they were all sitting there. And, Peter, and Jesus said, who is it that men say that I am? What did Peter say? He jumped up and he said, Christ, the Son of God. That's what he told him. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, hmm. He, Jesus, he says, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven revealed that to you. See, nobody around them told him that. He was so drawn into his relationship with God that God revealed it from his spirit to Peter's spirit right there. And it all started and was based because of the relationship he had. And he'll do the same for you. He'll do the same. I mean, would would it be better to be like Pilate that stood before Jesus and, and said, and looked God in the eye and said, do you know who I am? What I can do for you? I mean, you're talking about a major fail. I mean, good night. When Peter finally, I mean, when Pilate finally realized that, he He's like, oh my gosh, I have sentenced the man of God to death. The son of God to death. So, that was bad. But you can clearly see there, Pilate did not have that relationship. He had no way. He wasn't established and set up in any place to hear from God. So he didn't have that relationship. So he couldn't have known that Jesus was the son of God. So it's very important. And then it starts with your relationship. Amen? So, You've got to establish his voice and his leading. So, and remember, if you know him, you're going to do great things. And listen, knowing him, and and this gets easier, but you need to be able to pick up when he's telling you to do things and not to do things. I shared the story once before about a pastor friend of mine that was getting off work, and he was a creature of habit, always the same road, always the same road home. 
He went and got in his car. And he went to put his keys in to crank the car up. And something told him, he just, that inward witness says, don't go. Don't go. Go back in the office for five minutes. You know, go back in the office for five minutes. So he did. He went back in the office. And the secretary's like, what are you doing back in here, you know? He's like, well, I just don't have peace to go. I don't have peace to go. So he sat around and did, did some stuff. And then when he finally got peace to go, he left. He went and got in his car and he drove. Creature of habit, back down the same interstate home every day. And right a few miles from the church, there was a major pileup right there that had just happened. Now, had he left, when he left, had originally planned on leaving, he would have been right in the middle of that. Now, you can say, oh, that's just coincidental. No, that was God, the Holy Spirit, telling him, stop, go back, take a break, stop, go another route. And see, too often we make decisions, just spur-of-the-moment decisions, and then we create chaos in our life because we didn't take the time to consult God. And listen, when things are going good in your life, you're less likely to consult God. Ooh, ouch, that hurts. I've done that. I remember when Michelle and I sold our business. Man, when the bank account was fat. Didn't work for a year. Just did, I don't really know what all we did. Whatever I wanted to do. But the whole time, my prayer life got softer. Our church time was never there because we were traveling. We were making decisions just because the money was in the bank. We were making decisions based off what we wanted, what we wanted, what we wanted. We were not consulting God. We were not praying. We were not praying together as we did. Why? Because we were comfortable. Everything got easy. You know, I don't need you right now, God. I'll come back to you when I need you. All right, don't get like that. Don't get like it because ultimately it ended up, got us in a business deal we never consulted God about. and ended up losing every dime we had. So listen, well, don't get comfortable. Keep that relationship alive. Keep it going. And consult God. You don't have to consult him for everything. I had a guy that I worked with that just was driving me bananas because it'd be lunchtime. I'm like, where are we going for lunch? I've got to pray. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, come on. Sometimes, literally, sometimes he would miss lunch because I, I just never, I never got a word from God. Okay, well, I guess you're eating vain of sausages. We're going to Taco Bell, you know. You don't have to, listen, God gave you a brain to use, but listen, you need to be communing with him and allowing him and sensing him is leading. Because you'll make, the, and you're, you're not always going to get this still to this day, I don't always get it, you know. But listen, if you're, if you're in the position and you're expecting him to lead you and to guide you, he will. Amen. He'll do it. He'll do it. So you got, and you got to be able to pick up his voice quickly. People, and, and God says that there are people who are losing battles because they can't hear his voice. They don't know him. All right? I mean, you think about when we brought up our kids, when they were little, I, I trained them to my voice. And I'm not saying, I don't mean that in a bad way, but if they were running toward the road, I could call their name and they would stop because they knew my voice. And I would stop them before they ran into the road. Well, listen, sometimes God's trying to stop you. You need to know his voice when he's calling out. Hey, stop. Don't go that direction. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't eat that. Don't get on that plane. Come on. And you need to be able to pick it up. And then take a step of faith and then act on it. Amen? Act on it. And you got it all comes from your relationship. And you, and you do that by staying close to God in his word, 
and in his prayer, in your prayer time, and just commune with him. Commune with him. You know, in, in your prayer time, and I used to be guilty of this, and most people are, is they go to God with just, I need, I need, I need, I'm hurting, I need, I need, I need, I need. Listen, sometimes we need to go to God, and you know, you can get those things out of the way, but then it's time to just worship Him. Father, I love You. Thank You. Thank You that You sent Your Son to die for me. I praise You that You've given me and blessed me with this family. I thank You that You're leading me so that I can grow and guide my family as You want me to. Father, I thank You for the blessings that You give me because I put myself in right standing to receive the blessing. I thank for the provision that You provide for me and my family through everything. You need to take that time in your prayer life and thank Him and just worship Him. That's what He wants. Worship Him. Tell Him you love Him. You love Him. And then just get quiet. Just get quiet. See, too often we're in our prayer life, in our prayer time with God, and we're so, we're just venting. It's just like we're throwing up on Him with everything. Oh, the craziness of this world. Sometimes we just need to get quiet and listen. Get quiet. Don't be distracted about what's going on in the world, because listen, there's not anybody in the room that can't be distracted with something that's going on at work or, or anything, because we live in a crazy world, right? But when you go into, into your prayer room or your prayer time, you need to put all that beside, behind you, behind you, beside you, away from you, whatever. Get it away from you, because when you go into your prayer closet or your prayer time, it's your time between you and your heavenly Father to nurture and to cultivate and to grow that relationship and not only to, to tell Him what you need and to, and, and, to, and to allow Him to talk to you, but you need to get quiet sometimes and just hear and just listen. Just listen. I tell people sometimes, find a scripture that looks good and then meditate on it. Meditate on it. Read it. Quietly think. Quietly, quietly, and sometimes just, just, in, just like flipping a switch, God will drop something into their heart. And they'll be like, wow, where'd that come from? Well, it, clearly it came from God's spirit into your spirit. Amen. So, when God speaks to you and you receive it, then you need to put faith in his word, what he told you to do, and then act on it. Act on it. Remember, faith always takes an action step. All right? So, listen, God says there's people losing a lot of battles in this world. And a lot of craziness in your, in your life that doesn't have to be there if you would just tap into his system and learn to ask him, communicate with him, and then allow him to lead you into the next step. Amen? How many of you want that? I know you do. You do want that. All right? You do it. You got it. And it starts with your relationship. If you know him, you'll do great things. And you need to be able to... And, and it'll, I promise you, it'll come second nature to you. You'll be able to sense his leading. You'll be able to sense him. And you'll be walking through the... It's so cool when it happens. You'll be walking through the grocery store and you'll walk by somebody and it'll just be like a light went off. Buy their groceries. You'll be, all right, and you have two options there. You're either going to be, what? They don't want my money. I need my money, you know. Are you going to be obedient? Are you going to rationalize in your mind why they don't need you to bless them? Or are you going to do what God told you to do? No, no, you need to be obedient. Because if you study the Word of God, you study the Word of God, the people that were blessed were the people who prayed, 
God told them what to do. They were obedient to do it. And then the victory came in their lives. And it's the same for us. Listen, the word is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Because I hear so many times, oh, that's just for Bible times. No, that's an example for us to follow for how we should live our life today. Amen. And there's all kind of examples. All kind of examples. And I love the one about Elisha. When he was, he and his servant, I think it was 2 Kings, where they were, they were surrounded by the Syrian army. And you know, Elisha was the prophet. He's the man of God. So he could, he's here and he's communing with God. Right? He's communicating. Well, the servant wasn't. Well, they're surrounded by the Syrian army. And, and the, they wake up the next morning and, and Elisha's over here making... He's making coffee, you know, like no big deal. Well, the servant looks outside and sees the armies all around him. Well, the servant panics. He panics. Oh, my gosh, he runs to Elijah. What do we do? What do we do? And he's like, excuse me, you're bothering my coffee time. See, Elijah was okay. He was comfortable. He was at peace. He was at peace because he was communicating with his heavenly father who had told him, this is going to happen, but you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But what did Elisha do? Did he panic? No, he put his faith in what God told him. And he didn't just stop there. He prayed, God, show thy servant what you're showing me. I'm paraphrasing here. But show him, and he did. And then when the servant saw, when God revealed it to the servant's spirit, and the servant saw it, he looked out the door and he saw the chariots of fire surrounding the army which was surrounding them. So glory to God. What was the difference there? The servant didn't have the relationship to hear from God. But Elisha had the relationship to hear from God. Amen. Glory to God. And it's really interesting to say that the faith came to the servant once he heard God's word. And then he put his faith, just like Elijah, into what God was telling him to do. Amen. We all need to get to the point where we can stand in that peace. That peace. I remember when Mindy and Stephen were adopting Ryan. They they had some issues. They were over there and they were trying to try. You know, they had it with the first child that they went over to adopt. I think it was the first two, wasn't it? That there was an issue with. And you know, they were they were looking at some other kids to to, to consider adopting. And and uh, and Stephen was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But ultimately, he followed after peace. Isn't that right, Stephen? He he had that peace on the inside. Because of his relationship with his heavenly father, he knew that when he prayed, God led their steps, and he went after peace, and glory to God, Ryan's here today. That's fantastic. Glad you're here, my buddy. So listen, I want to encourage you today when you leave, go home and start working on your relationship with your heavenly father. And, And you can do it any kind of way. You don't have to sit down and you do it however you want to do it, all right? You don't have to stand before everybody and thee, thou art this. Talk to him. Talk to him. And understand this. He wants you to win. He wants you to be successful. And he's called you to do something. Something. See that. When you look in the mirror, when you get up, excuse me, when you get up in the morning to shave, well, ladies, it's probably not a good thing. But <laughs> brush your teeth. When you look in the mirror, you learn to, you start telling yourself, God, I'm going to do great things for you. 
I'm going to do good things. I'm going to do fantastic things, God. And you just, you look yourself in the eye in the mirror and you remind yourself of that. What is it that you want me to do today, Father? What is it? And stay sensitive to him. Because as you walk around in your day-to-day life, you can be walking along and he'll drop something in your spirit and it'll be pray for this person. It may not be pray for this person. It may be just talk with this person. They've had a hard time. They just need somebody to talk to. See, too often we get too confused. When we, start, we start trying to rationalize in our own mind. Oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to say to them? Listen, if God's leading you, he'll drop things into your spirit. It don't mean you've got to pray for that person. Sometimes people just need to hear that somebody loves them. Somebody sees that they're struggling. And somebody needs just a pat on the back or, a, or an appreciate you, something. But see, it stays, it's important to stay sensitive as you go out throughout your day. And so, see, so that when God is leading you to do something, you can act in faith quickly to do it. It's very important. And, and, and let me say this. Especially married couples, when it comes to life, or anybody really, but life-changing decisions, seek counsel. Seek God about it. There are so many people in this world that are just completely consumed by debt. Because they were just bored one day and they walked into a car lot because they were looking at new cars and because they didn't have anything else to do. And the salesman was so good that he convinced them they didn't need one, they needed two cars. Oh, and you can pay for it. We'll finance it for 10 years. But was that God's best? Within that next 10 years, you just locked yourself. All right? God, it, you're limiting God by the, some of the choices that we make. See, God may have wanted you in a couple of years to up and move to over here Maybe he wanted you on the mission field for a little while. Well, I can't right now because I've bound myself with all this debt. You see how important it is that we talk with our Father and how we consult him on our decisions and we don't bury ourselves. Listen, I know this is kind of a hard message to hear. and I'm, You guys know I love you. I wouldn't dare try to get up here and you're going to hell. I mean, you know I wouldn't do that. But this is, this is just simple truth that if you would get a hold of, and just learn and have that relationship to where you want to talk to your father. He's your father. He's your heavenly father. And you know, I had a pastor, I know I'm going long, but hang on. I had a pastor share with me. He said, I had somebody come to me the other day. He said, tell me I needed to stop teaching that, um, that uh, God was our heavenly father. Because there's so many kids being raised right now without a father. They don't understand what it means anyway. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Somebody in his church, a very big financial giver to his church. And I said, what did you do? I told him that I will, he said, I very clearly told him, I will teach as God leads me to teach. And the man left his church. Because the man, and long story short, the man ended up, they found out the man, when he was raised, he had father issues, all right? And he, he was struggling in that area. And then when, he, when the pastor would teach that we had a loving heavenly father that wanted to nurture us, all right, so that one gentleman could not relate to that. Amen. But listen, we do have a heavenly Father, and He does love you, and He did create you to do things and to accomplish things. He created you to win and to be successful into everything that you do. And let me say this too: God knows your desires of your heart. I've heard people tell me they say, "Well, I can't. I don't want to get into that Jesus stuff. I can't do what I want to do." Listen, he knows your desires. If your desires are surfing and it's just something you're so passionate about, don't you think it would just be kind of 
okay that God's going to use you in that arena some way? See, don't think that when you, when you, when you become, when you fully commit to God, that he's only going to use you over here and, and I'm going to be barren and poor and horrible. Everything's going to be rough and tough. No, he knows your heart. He knows your desires and he, he loves you. Why? If he loved you that much, why would he put you somewhere you'd be miserable? He wouldn't because he wants the best for you also. And he wants you happy. Amen? So, you're going to do great things. But get, cultivate that relationship. Make a time. Make a time. I can't get off of that. Make time. And I know it's hard. Listen, I own my own business. I work 40, 50 hours a week. I just think about Chad here. I know he works very similar to me. Probably works more hours than me a week. And it's hard for me to find time to get into the Word. And he can relate to this. I'm not picking on him at all. It's important that you make time. I spend time, my time is while I'm driving. While I'm driving. You know, that's a good time. Now, of course, I'm I'm usually by myself, so I can can pray if I need to or listen to a podcast or listen to music. But I make time. Make time. it It can be the difference in life and death in your life. And ultimately, it can be the difference in your eternal reward with you doing what God is telling you to do when you stand before Him. And you, I mean, because if you don't hear it, then you stand before Him, it's not going to be good. Not going to be pretty, right? Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we just.